0: Dr. Shivago with a shiv-ago. Like American me
1: shiv? Shivago. Oh. More like Eastern Promises. Shivago, isn't that uh that travel service? Oh no, that's Travago. sorry.
0: No, it's the city in Illinois, Shivago, and the Shivago Cubs. You've never heard of the, where have you been? Oh. I guess I live in that other, yeah, things are different in that other timeline. <laughs> where they made that Dungeons and Dragons maybe two years ago. I saw it in Chivago. I-
1: Illinois? Illinois? Illinois.
0: Chivago. <laughs> Illinois. Chivago, Illinois. 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 Illinois? Yes, exactly.
1: Welcome to the crowd to garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Wolf. Kickstart for 522 2023. Pause. I almost said 2022 again. What the fuck is wrong with that? 2223. Hey, it's three weeks into May. It's so we're like we're right in the midst of movie summertime craziness. Sure. Getting there. And the ironic thing is one of the things I'm talking about. Well, my two things to talk about are one is a movie from 1977 and another one is a TV show. So there you go. There you have it. And mine are uh, movies
0: that came out two months ago and uh, some new uh, streaming <laughs>
1: shows. <laughs> oh, shit. It is Monday for you listening right now, but we are recording this on a Sunday evening. And tonight, right now, as we are speaking, as I'm saying these words, they are screening for the fourth night of four nights at New Beverly, William Friedkin's Sorcerer and Four Track 35 mil.
0: Sorcerer.
1: Yeah, dude. It was it was good. We went on Thursday night. I took Joe. It was a first time new Bev experience for him and a first time for the movie. So it was it was the perfect storm because it had a great crowd, had a fun uh Bugs Bunny cartoons beginning, had some fun uh trailers at the beginning. We got we got a Jaws trailer from the re release, the nineteen seventy six release, not the seventy five release. Sweet. And I can't remember what the other trailer was for. But it was fucking cool, man. It was, Joey loved every second of it. And uh, I'm undecided if I'm going to bleep this out or not. But um, when you get to the reveal at the end, when you sit in the bar dancing with the with the hookah. Right. Joe's reaction to seeing Roy Scheider's fate at that moment was just, he was just, it's just that, as you said, that gut punch, man. That gut dude. punch is so fucking rough, dude. Because you think, I mean, come on, man. Head or gut, Joey. Head or gut. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's, you get both. You get, get the gut first and then they punch you with that uppercut because it's fucking rough, dude. Oh, yeah. It was so good. I love that fucking movie. But I can't recall seeing it in 35 before that. So, that uh, me. I, I, so, the fact, I, if I can't remember, that must have been it. Unfortunately, um, from what I was understanding, the projectionist was saying that- that particular print was close to its end of life. And he said maybe less than five years that it would be unplayable. So. Wow. Is that Quentin, one of Quentin's personal? Uh, it usually is. Yeah. I would imagine. It was a little faded, but fuck, dude, it was still rocked. and was still cool. Uh, we had a great, Joey and I had a great conversation about beforehand because he's never, he's always been in bigger theaters and even, you know, the, even the Lemley here is like, it's still a brand new theater. It's not like he's, this was this new Beverly. For those of you who have never been there before is a very long and narrow movie theater. And that was, that was common back then. You know, the Larwin twin that I hadn't seen me value was like that. One was very long like that and narrow. And the one next to it was just as long, but a little bit wider. Maybe he's considered the, the A theater. And this was the B theater. So like we had a long conversation about that. And you know, how long ago did they do the seats like five years ago? Six years ago? Oh,
0: yeah, something like six, 2017, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, 2016, 2017.
1: So it was funny. I, Joey made a comment when we were coming home and some other people were making similar statements talking about the seats. I'm like, I thought they redid these. I'm like, yeah, well, they redid them with the old-style seats. You can have them reupholstered and, and put in <laughs> yeah. could yeah. You could oh. do all that stuff, but it's the whole point of... And I get the experience. It's not... Uh, it's the, it's there to to emulate what it was always was it, it was that's how the movie theater seats were they weren't borderline fucking you know burkle loungers you know what I mean They're, yeah no no absolutely and that's part of that's part of the experience man that's part yeah, of the absolutely yeah. that and the uh, the air conditioning that will give you a sinus infection. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, Which I would, think they fixed. Yeah, yeah. Cause it was good. It was, it was very comfortable mirror. There. But I
0: remember, I remember you used to be able to hear it like fucking wheezing <laughs> and, and I would dude, every time I'd go there, I'd, I mean, I would I'd fucking be excited and the movie would be great. And like an hour later I had like the worst sinus headache and I'd usually get a sinus infection.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's easy to do. So yeah, th- so it was a good time, Joey. Like, so I, let me ask
0: you a question. So what? So
1: just curious, yeah. like, because they don't make movies like
0: that. No. What was Joey's? Uh, what were what were his? Uh, like, what were his questions like after the screen? Like what? Like was he like, Dad? Where the fuck those guys come from? Why are they robbing the church?
1: <laughs> what the fuck was going on? Yeah, he's seen enough movies. Like, I've introduced him to enough stuff from that time frame. That he understands that you know how non-cookie cutter or I got a long let's put it this way I got a long conversation with them about two years ago about Save the Cat, the Blake Snyder book Save the Cat, and it seems every development executive in this world lives by that book as if it's it's the the be all the end all of storytelling. So so when I was explaining that to him and how it works and and how why most movies feel similar and there, it's just these little tweaks here and there he when you see a movie like this where it's not straight ahead it's not as obvious to the viewer what's going on you know there's no twist this is the thing like this is back when movies were just made like this they were there was no twist ending there was just that's just how the story was being told but it would be categorized as a twist that his that his friend set him up well you don't know if his friend set him up or he just got paid really well. <laughs> so, right, th- that's the thing about. It. But when we came in for the movie, um, we talked to us about specifics of that movie and got a little, a little bit of general conversation about it. But for the most part, it was I didn't want to. I was like biting my lip on one to say, "Well, just wait till I show you this, this, and this, and this." But then I didn't want to give those moments away just because then he'll be expecting. Yeah, wait we till get you it.
0: show him to live and die in L.A. <laughs> He's gonna fucking be like, "You want to
1: talk about a gut punch?" An ironic thing is, I never knew it. I, I never thought it was going to be in a movie theater. I would have just said I would have bet it with money. It was going to be on a on disc. Because sure, why wouldn't it be? Yeah.
0: Well, it's <laughs> funny too, especially after twenty twenty. Like you'd ever get a chance to see it again, right? Because uh, who knew? There was a while where I thought we're never going to go to a movie theater ever again.
1: Who knew? You mean like that monkey guy from <laughs> from Sorceress. <laughs> sorcerer's? Speaking of sorcerers. Low Sorcerer ran, and Low sorceress, not the
0: same. <laughs> Sorcerer and sorceress, not the same thing.
1: No, and I get. So how is that? How do we? How? Okay, this is something like I had to point out to Joey. He knew we recorded an episode called Sorceress, so yep. he was trying to figure out if it was the same thing. Oh, gotcha. And no, like, brother. No, buddy. <laughs> as much as I would love to go see sorceress in a movie theater, this is not that.
0: Dude, I swear, man, if they play Sorceress in a movie theater, oh, we're going and we're taking Joey. God, even if it's the arrow. Yeah, we'll go to the arrow to see Sorceress <laughs> and we're taking Joey. Because I can only, did I need to live it through a 16 year old's face.
1: Can you imagine?
0: Fuck. <laughs> no. Or maybe, <gasps> sort of, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, well,
1: but yeah, because our 50 year old asses are going, what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> Well, because that's the thing—is like we were that age. We are his age when the, when that yeah, movie don't came out. I think I was
0: probably yeah. I mean, I was probably we well, were a little younger, maybe. Maybe Barb. Oh yeah, like 12, you
1: know, BBQ right. came out when we were when I was fifteen. So,
0: right. 16. Sorcerers came out before that. Yeah, we didn't say eighty-two. Yeah, it came 80, out eighty-two. Eighty-two, so. right? <laughs> but still, you know, twelve <laughs> yeah. to sixteen, relatively, you yeah. know, in, at that point, because. You know, there wasn't, we we didn't have, you know, we couldn't just go to our TV and like <laughs> go over to Netflix and find Sorceress. Right. You know, you had to stay up late and hopefully, hope it was on Cinemax or, you know, the movie channel back in
1: the day. So we're walking back because if you've ever been a New Bev, you know, it's a, it's, it's a walk if you park anywhere in the neighborhood. So we're walking back, we're only two blocks away. And he asked me, "We're not even. We're barely turned around the corner off of Beverly. We're barely around the corner." And he said, "How often do they do that?" I said, "Show sorcerer." And he goes, "No, like show old movies like that." I'm like, "Oh, buddy, every day, <laughs> every day, every day. Sometimes as many as three times a day. Sometimes more than that. They're doing a, a multi-film screening." He goes, "Are you kidding me?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're doing like a three movie thing next month and." And um, most weekends they'll have a two o'clock matinee, and then they'll have an evening movie, and sometimes they'll have a midnight movie. So three movies on a Friday night. Remember, remember when we were going to see True Romance at midnight, but we didn't go because because you weren't feeling well. He's like, yeah, this is that place. This is where we were going to see it at. So yeah, needless to say, I think we got a I think we got a buddy for us next time we want to go see some of new Bev because. He's totally, Sweet. he's like stoked. I'm like, I said, dude, and it's rad. Do you, they got like, you know, cartoon Saturdays. So you can have Saturday morning cartoons and stuff. It's it's pretty fucking cool. And it's yeah. always on film. Always. Never. You're never going to see some DVD. You're never going to see that bullshit. Always on film. Yep. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. That too.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, man. That's Awesome. Well, um, while I, I was supposed to go see Zodiac tonight at the Arrow, but I just couldn't do it.
1: <laughs> I just realized that you were supposed to do
0: that. <laughs> yeah, man. I, you know, when you said that, I was like, oh, well. uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, too far,
1: man. And uh, I don't know. Just not. Uh, well, I mean, it was also supposed to fucking rain. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I, man, the day got all screwy, right? I, I know it. We sound like, well, I'm the one who says it, barking about the, the weather, but honestly three different weather apps all said it was going to be raining between this time and this time, like an eight hour stretch of just rain. And you were supposed to be doing some, you're supposed to do an installation of a, of a dish of some type. Right. And all I kept, all I kept thinking about is like, oh man, he's going to get fucking rained on. He's going to get rained on. Fucking rain, oh rain. It's humid as fuck out, but it ain't raining.
0: No doubt, dude. It is, it is humid as shit. I mean, I, I was like, good lord, man. I felt like I was, I was like, I might should be, where's my machete? I should be go clear some brush. <laughs> speaking of machetes. Um, <laughs> speaking of machetes. Um, yeah. So anyway, yep. Didn't go. Uh, it's fine. I've seen the movie before. Lived right. it. It's, it's, it's okay. Um, but what I did watch the other night, I did watch uh, finally Dungeons and Dragons uh, Honor uh, Among Thieves. <laughs> which uh look man here i'm not gonna lie i was a big dungeons and dragons nerd as a kid i still have my player's handbook i have several several books offshoots of like things like dark sun raven's loft uh el kardim all those stupid games that came without it i don't mean stupid like in a bad way but i'm like i was way into it um but i've always kind of been sort of like let down by the movies like ugh. They just don't, you know. They don't ever really do it. This one, I think, is kind of the closest to like what it's like to have to go on a campaign, you know. Right. Um, I do appreciate the sense of humor in this. So yeah, it was fun, man. Pine was good. He's the last person on earth I would have expected to be in a Dungeons and Dragons movie. But hey, man, uh, I'm not gonna say I didn't enjoy it.
1: I liked it a lot, and I and I don't have that marriage, or at least that relation. To, to totally translate between what it was um, to play it in, in your youth or at all um, and then to see the movie. I, I just thought, like, like you know, it was super charming. It never, it never failed. It knows what it is and it never tries to be more than what it is. No, there, there's a lot of tongue in cheek too. Yeah, yeah. And Chris Pine plays those kind of parts so well. And I know you're not, I know you're, I don't, you haven't seen it, but the his performance in... Um, Joe Carnahan's stretch, mm. but he plays a super eccentric dude that Patrick Wilson has to pick up uh, as Patrick Wilson, the limo driver, and it's super fucking funny, dude. He's a riot. Chris Pine can. Chris Pine's got a, a great sense of humor, and he's and he, he and he has a good time playing those kind of parts. So, like when I see him playing serious parts, you know it it throws me off. Because I'm waiting for him to do the kind of shit that he does in stretch or the kind of things he does in D&D. I expect him to do those kind of things. So when I when I see the Star Trek movie, I'm like going, ugh. Do your thing that you do. Where's that thing that you that, that I like that do, you're not do doing? Do that
0: thing, man. <laughs>
1: do that thing. No, I'm glad you lied. like when you when you text me, you'd seen it, I'm like, good, because I I want to hear I was looking forward to hear what you thought about it. And, and you know, even when you started talking about being studio fair, had I not seen that in a theater, I would have been super bummed. Um, It just lends itself a decent crowd. Like we only had like 20 people.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it would. I kind of bummed I didn't see it in a theater, but also I'm kind of not. I'm okay with seeing it. I mean, I can only imagine it must have been a lot of fun with like a raucous crowd. It would have been totally fun.
1: Yeah. We had, I guess we didn't have a lot of people. I mean, like when we saw Evil Dead, we probably had like about... 40 people but only that that's one of the smaller Lemley theaters it only holds like 50 or 60 or something like that and then when we saw wick four that was probably 80 like percent capacity and one of the bigger screens at burbank uh amc 16 so, but that's like the biggest crowd i've been to like since the pandemic so it's weird to say Oh yeah, we had a good crowd. How many people were there? Uh, twenty. <laughs> just uh, it's like a big family gathering at watching a movie at home, and if it's a lot more intimate, it's fun because you're still there with strangers. You're still there with uh, just a mixed bag of of experiences, movie wise. So it's always that's fun. Yeah, we, we saw D anD D. It was probably like twenty people, something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's got all your sort of
0: characters. I mean, my favorite character is the fucking non-plushed, pal, arrogant. <laughs> okay. a paladin I love that guy he's so good because if you know anything about like if you're playing a paladin he nails it, it it's funny because uh, like your character right your, your character traits from D&D you have to roll and everything for it. so it's kind of funny to see everybody sort of playing <laughs> it's funny to know what the characters are And then I, I might, what I would be curious about, I wish there was like a QA. and I'd like to know how many of these actors played and then how many of them Sort of, you know, we're just rolled up their own character and then based their performance off their character that they rolled up with their die. <laughs> right <laughs> i mean i'm sure i mean obviously it's written but like you know your character like hey so here you're, you're playing a sorcerer you know whether you know you're chaotic neutral you're what you know you have to, you have to think of all those things right. so you know you roll them up and then you have to sort of basically it's role playing. so i'm just curious you know how much of that went on it'd be interesting to know from the actors if there was ever I might go and i might just ask that one question one movie. And I want to ask you, because, dude, wasn't there a D&D movie just like two years ago that wasn't very good? Or am I crazy?
1: I thought maybe there was... Or is that
0: the other timeline that I live in most of the time? It's the other timeline, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think so, too. Because my brother was like, you're out of your fucking mind, dude. The last D&D movie was in 2000. I'm like, <laughs> was it?
1: No. There was one like two years ago. He's no. Like, nope. No. There wasn't. Weird. That was Justice Smith played that Simon, right? Simon is the sorcerer. Right, right. He... Yep. He, I love him. He's so good in it. He's like, he, it's almost like he doesn't belong in the movie because <laughs> he just, he's he seems- Dude, but that's the thing that's so great is because he's literally,
0: here's the thing. What we're seeing is really happening in some dorm room or some bedroom right. somewhere right. with people sitting on the floor, eating pizza and drinking Mountain Dew, and, you know, Right sitting around in their civvies, like, you know, and like, Hey dude, it's your turn. You're going to roll you know, I mean, that's what's really happening. So, you know, the, your personality is coming, you know, it's just, it, it lends to the whole thing. So right. it's kind of fun and he's great in it. He's great too. Like everybody's good.
1: I, I liked him. A lot. I, I really, I, the, first, the first thing I ever seen him in with any kind of uh, like increased exposure was he was on the get down and he played books on the get down and he was Fuck, dude, I love the shit out of that show. The music kills everything that kills about it. It's a, it's a great uh, little tribute to um to to hip hop and how it became big in the Bronx back in the day. But he's again, he's a standout on the show. So he needs to stand out in this. And like you noted, everybody looks like I mean, well, okay. Let me let me rephrase that. <laughs> I want to say everybody looks like X, Y, and Z. There, there's lots of really good looking people in this, but there's also some really dorky people in this. And I and I like you know, I think that's probably why it's so so effective. Because even though I didn't play it, I knew the types that played it. Right. And the types that played it when I was younger and you were younger, so you we're only ten months apart in age, or whatever the fuck the number is these days. I forget what the number is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Um, we were both still in junior high when it was big.
0: Dude, I played it all the way up into college, and I got to tell you, I'm still in right. I'm in two campaigns right now, um, that are online campaigns. One with Ryan who <laughs> who's a DP who shot strangers. We had a weekly game when we were in strangers in Kentucky a few summers ago, and then when I was on unhinged, I'm in another campaign with some friends in New Orleans. So, uh, yeah, man, I never really grew out of it. I just, just the game has evolved. Yeah, everything right. is online now, so you don't, you know, right.
1: Speaking of you being on location, um, we got reminded of one of your one of your um excursions out to make a movie. Nice guys just had its, Amen. <laughs> its seventh seventh year anniversary to was that Friday? Friday.
0: Friday. Uh, yeah, it was actually yesterday. But yesterday, uh, yeah.
1: seven years ago would have been Friday was the day it was released. Yeah. Holy shit, dude! I was like that. That number to me just sounds weird. my no, 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 no. It's not seven years ago. It came on twenty six. Shit, sixteen.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Zach and I, we were we were we were prepping Supercon, and literally we left the office early <laughs> to make like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and you know, we went. We it was our uh, god. It was probably our. It was the end of our first week in uh, in New Orleans. Damn. It's crazy. What? How can
1: that? Seven years? That's bizarre. Doesn't seem that old. It's it's weird, right? It's weird to say that that it's. I don't know. Yeah, real weird. I think what it is is like like I didn't really start talking about a lot of people until like around. Oh shit! It was probably until you and I started doing the podcast where I felt like I felt like I talked started talking about it more. Even that was four years ago. I know. Yeah, try to wrap our head around that for a second, because I'm not because I'm doing a little media management about a month ago, and I'm like, "For dude, we launched this fucking show four years ago in August." Yeah, it sounds weird to me. Well, People see the see the count, they see the the episode count, and they think, "Well, yeah, that makes sense." Four years. We, <laughs> I said we did we did this kickstart that you know we only did it to make it easier with our limited ability to record while you were gone and it made, and we made it shorter just to kind of stay connected with the audience while you were gone because we didn't have the means that we have now to do everything you went out there with a zoom recorder and a microphone and you uploaded a file to me we did that a couple of times right and sometimes we even did it where i just tapped you know i just had your phone call come in and i bluetooth it into the road and did things that way. We've done that. But we kept it to a minimal because the sound quality wasn't always that great. Right. The irony is we got our hands forced in 2020 to to record remotely. And we haven't recorded in person in three years. Over three years. Which is nope. weird. It's buggy. We, weird. Fool, we, we fool a lot of people that we're actually not sitting in the same room together. It's the gear. It's the gear, man. It's the gear in the seamlessness. Yeah.
0: My favorite thing in this movie, I'm just going to say it before we go, dude, is the fat dragon. It made me fucking <laughs> yeah. laugh my ass off, dude, because I was like, see, this is exactly the, the at least the writers somebody there has game before because that's the kind of shit, dude. I mean, it's it's it, you pull it out of the books, dude, but it's the kind of thing that like it makes this movie fun because otherwise, you know, I I dude, I'd laugh. I could not stop laughing through that whole sequence. Yeah. And I love the Paladin, dude, the way – I mean, I just fucking like his whole vibe, dude. And it's – again, if you know anything about Paladin, I I don't know why they glommed onto that character. I think it's just because he nailed it. Right. (laughs) And and Hugh Grant is really fun in this movie. I mean, and he's douching it up. Never trust a con man.
1: No. We've been talking about him since – um, since the gentleman and how he's, since that movie, he keeps playing these kinds of parts where he's, he's on a new chapter in his career. I'm like, all right, this is the kind of this is the guy I'm playing now. This is the guy I'm playing. I'm going to, I'm going to have some fun. Yeah. I'm going to choose chew on some scenery and have a good time. Uh, I also want to note that the nerdiness that comes with, well, sorry, the perceived nerdiness that comes with playing D and D uh, and, this is directed and written and directed by a pair that have done a few movies. Now. I think this is their third or fourth movie. Jonathan Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, two perceived nerds. How John Francis is like one of the ultimate nerds. He was the lead character on Freaks and Geeks, so he's yeah. I don't think there's much of a stretch to say he was a D and D guy. I don't have to even watch any BTS to kind of go, no, no I'm pretty sure you were a not. guy. Uh, but that's that that comedy that those two have together is so good. Like I said, even that vacation sequel, not my cup of tea normally, but I had some, it was really, it was a lot better than it should have been. Not should have been, but a lot better than I expected. Um, Game Night, I love the shit out of that. I think that was the last thing they did. But they're super talented guys, and uh, you can tell this was a labor of love for them. Yeah, they were, this is the first big CG movie they have worked on but it wasn't about that. It's about the characters and it. it's about just their interactions with each other. Yeah. There's some funny CG moments in there. Like you're talking about the fat dragon, but
0: what I was going to say about the CG, it's funny because it doesn't bother me that it's kind of bad,
1: but I think, I think it's, think it's intent- intentional. But I think it's intentional. Yeah, it's 100%, right.
0: It absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they could have made it more realistic, but it's kind of like, why? Because again, it's fucking dudes sitting on the floor in a fucking bedroom somewhere. Right. Spinning it. So it should look, it's,
1: dude. It should look the way it looks. Right, and it's a brisk two fourteen. It's it. It does oh, not it's that long. It, yeah. Jesus Christ, it didn't even seem that long. I thought it was like ninety minutes. No, it, and it moves really well. And again, it's that it's that chemistry that everybody has. I, I I mean, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. Lots of really cool people in it. Yeah, it was fun.
0: It was an unexpected fun. I mean, all my buddies, like the, you know, the, the, the there was a mass email that went out when the trailer came out. I think last when was that trailer last fall from Ryan in with all the people who are, you know, still hooked onto that campaign. There was a. Uh, I think they nailed it. I think they got it right. And it, you know, <laughs> there was a link to the trailer. And then, you know, so the, and it's been going, but so the, the chain is this group email, right? Like people have been responding to it for the last four months and I'm probably the last person in the group to actually see the movie, <laughs> That's
1: funny. Uh,
0: but I, yeah. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah. The job well done films. There you go.
1: Yeah. We didn't even, like, we've only touched on one thing that we, what was the thing you were talking about?
0: I was going to talk, well, I dude, I found, they discovered two series on Apple Plus. I was just saying, man, the thing about Apple Plus is, unless you go there every time, you don't know something's on there. So I'm just going to touch base real quick. I'm not going to go into detail about both of them, but I'm just going to say two things I started watching, which after... Two episodes each, I'm I'm into it. I'm totally invested. Um, And usually, you know, it takes, if you know me, if it doesn't hit me, if I'm not into it by like the end of the second episode, I'm out. But Silo would be the first. Um, And I think it's based on some books. I hadn't read any of them, but it it stars the fantastic Rebecca Ferguson. I always dug her, and then I saw Dr. Sleep, and it's over. I'll watch anything she's in for now until the end of time. But uh, Tim Robbins is in it. But um, you know, it's it's about men and women living in a silo, in some in silos underground. Uh, you know, it's it's just a it's a cool sci-fi sort of uh, interesting vibe. It's really well done. It's great, great production value. I mean, the the stuff's cool. So there's one, and but again. If you don't go to, I feel like they, they do themselves a disservice. Like, like they've got the worst marketing in the world, but I guess that's because they're Apple and they don't really make all this. This is like a drop in the bucket for them because right. their money comes from other stuff. And so they don't give a shit about advertising. Right. But the other thing, which I really enjoyed the first two episodes uh, is high desert, Yeah, uh, which I didn't know existed until i accidentally came across a commercial like when i was watching silo i was like i saw the thumbnail and i'm like hi desert what is that and and i was just talking was it you and i were were you and i talking like man where is patricia arquette gone off yeah. to these days because well, she's on um severance right what well, we had talked about that because you said oh yeah she was in severance and i'm like oh yeah right i totally forgot but there was a point where like <laughs> just watched true romance not too long ago. And I was like, and I just watched the outsiders and I was like, what has Matt Dillon been up to? And then dude, you know, who shows up as her husband in high desert is Matt Dillon.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Um,
0: and and it's just, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to go into detail because (laughs) the opening of the first episode is really fun. Right. And I don't want to blow it. Um, but you know, the premise is Peggy, former addict who decides to make a new start after the death of her beloved mother with whom she lived in a small desert town of Yucca Valley, California, makes a life-changing decision to become a private investigator. Okay, so here's the deal. I don't want to—that's the premise. How it all comes about, and just her performance alone, dude, I totally forget how much I miss Patricia Arquette when she's not around. Right. But there's so many fun people in this. Rupert Friend is in it. Uh, Christine Taylor, who we probably know as the uh, Marshall Brady from the Brady Bunch sequels, and also Mrs. Ben Stiller. But Bernadette Peters shows up, uh, dude. But my favorite is Brad Garrett. <laughs> yeah. and I don't know if you're a Brad, but my dad loved Brad Garrett. And that TV series, Till Death, I think was what it was yep. that he was on CBS for. No, um, till, till Death was Fox. Oh, was Fox right? What was Tilda? It wasn't Tilda. There was another one after that. There's another Brad Garrett show that my dad just watched all the time, and I can't remember what it was now. But I feel like it was was on the same time. It was on during the Everybody Loves Raymond pantheon of uh, CBS sitcoms from the 2000s. But Brad Garrett is so freaking perfect in this show, man. And I can't really say, you know, I can't really tell you what he does without giving away. I'm just saying, just check this out. It's fun. It's quirky. It's brought to... Jay Roach directed it. Well, the first episode anyway. I don't know how many of the episodes he directed. Right. Speaking
1: of Jay Roach... Yes. Jay Roach is doing a prequel to Oceans. And from what I understand, it's a prequel to the Sinatra one. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just, just We were just talking about it at work over the weekend about how much we enjoyed the Oceans movie, the Soderbergh ones. And, uh, I'm like, yeah, what's going on since so they do that? He said, Gary Ross did the Oceans 8, one of the all women cast with Sandra Bullock that we came out a couple years ago. Yeah. My, my, uh, Olivia Milch wrote it. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, so there's something else with it. And then I saw that I think, I think Margot Robbie's involved with it. And then I saw the, the little single line premise of it was something along the lines of it takes place in the fifties. And I'm like, Oh shit. So what's a prequel to the Sinatra one? So, I'm excited about that because I was like Jay Roach because like I was I was literally saying when's the last time Jay Roach did something and here's the thing that Jay Roach did. <laughs> so yeah, well it's funny
0: High Desert, right? It's like I I had no idea that Jay Roach and then I saw his name and I was like oh wow. So this is you know so and it, if you're familiar with the films of Jay Roach, <laughs> the the humor won't surprise you. Then you'll 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 dig it if you if you're a fan you'll totally dig it. The first two episodes are super fun. Right, the show looks great. Trisha Arquette is Fantastic, dude, and it made me really just realize like where has Matt Dillon been? He's been MIA for too long, right. or I just have not, or or he's just you know he's doing stuff that I'm unaware of, but I got to look it up. But this and Silo are pleasant surprises, you know, after last week's uh, Citadel. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, I look, man, Citadel, I gave it a second episode and it, I didn't get through that one either. So, you know, Hey, look, it's for some people, it ain't for me, but I do like S- silo is for me and uh high desert. So yeah, check those two out. I think high desert is doing that thing where it drops. I think it's, that's an Apple thing uh, where they drop an episode every, I think it drops every Wednesday. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the next uh, yeah. episode is Wednesday is coming out on is coming out this Wednesday.
1: Yeah. So Brad Garrett is also on Bupkis. I think I don't know if I had mentioned that at all, or maybe I kept that on the DL that he was in it. But so uh, here we are. That's two weeks in a row now that he's done something, three weeks in a row, that he's done something that he's doing stuff that, look, we all know fucking rich he is now because of Raymond. (laughs) He's got money coming out of his ass. Uh, He's got his own comedy club in Vegas, and he just keeps working. He just keeps, keeps, um, and it's driving me nuts. I can't remember that fucking show that you were talking about that was on CBS. I know you and I know it's something I want to say it came after tell death though.
0: It did. It did. It was, uh, well, he was on everybody loves Raymond, right? Like Brad Garrett. Yeah. He was cause he was Raymond's brother. Right. But well, then that wrapped in 2005. Yeah. So, but he had another series and my yeah. dad watched it all the time. But I did, again and, a single Parents, I guess. I never saw that, but it, that wasn't it. The one that... I'm yeah, because
1: like single, pa- single Parents was is kind of recent, and then there was like four seasons of that, and How to Live With Your Parents was another ABC show. No, I think it was Till Death that my dad was way into. Okay, to. so yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: 2006 to 2010.
1: That would make sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, I thought it was Till Death, but I felt like he was in something else, but I guess it was Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. But, I mean, dude, like, Brad Garrett is a funny son of a bitch. And dude, dude, he is. I, I think I discovered him... I think, oh, I guess it must have been on Everybody Loves Raymond, but he was on something other than that. But I remember him, he had a good little bit in uh, music and lyrics that uh, yep. the um, Hugh Grant uh, is Hugh Grant's Drew manager, Barrymore, right? Movie. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's so good. Yeah, but he has such a recognizable voice because I know that he's done a lot of voiceovers and he's
1: you know he's been doing he had been doing voices before he ever did Raymond.
0: Yeah. No. No.
1: Totally. Yeah, his voices go all the way back to Transformers in '86. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He's, yeah.
1: he's been around a bit, and I think why? Well, well, you know, Phil Rosenthal, the co-creator of Everybody Loves Raymond, was talking about when Brad Garrett came in, where they um said, "Hey, why don't you do the do that thing that you do?" You're like what? And he's like, because he did the voice of Eeyore, and that's it. Robert, his character, Robert on Everybody Loves Raymond is just his Eeyore voice. Right. That he, <laughs> that he needs to do. So it's, it's perfect. It's like that, but yeah, he, Brad Garrett. I mean, here's the thing about Everybody loves, Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. Yes, it's a sitcom. Yes, it was this big thing. And I don't think anybody that's ever given it more than two episodes to kind of get into the characters has ever said, that that show sucks. Everybody fucking spins on that show. Everybody is so good on it. And it's because they all have their strengths and the show just works off those strengths. What, can you imagine how, what's the word I'm looking for here, how intimidating it would be for you to be somebody like Brad Garrett who's done most of his work in a booth in front of a mic, and which is what his stand-up was, right? And so that's comfortable for him. But to get to get on stage and work with People like Doris Roberts and people yep. like Peter Boyle. Like, how do you do that? Yeah, man. There was one season of Raymond that pissed me off, where they made Robert a total dick, like a total dick. He was an asshole to everybody. It wasn't just the lowly E or Robert that he plays through most of the series. And I mean, that whole year, that whole season, I was like, was fucking. It was cool that he got to do something a little different, but I'm like, oh man, Robert's not an asshole. He can't do this. So, but Brad Garrett fucking rocks. Yeah super nice guy very very talented i'm glad he's able to do these things that that aren't cartoon voices and he's not robert barone you know it's nice to see him do something right. different yeah
0: dude he's so good in this like you you i want you after you watch the first episode i want you just to tell me who does he remind you of like okay. i feel like he's become like the new version of this person, okay, and not the new version of this person, but like the the because the person I'm thinking of has passed away. But Brad Garrett should play all those roles that this guy used to play, right? <laughs> right on. But yeah, man, it's a real fun show. It's funny because like you look at the trailer, the posters kind of maliciously. You look at the high desert and you see her, and the, and my my biggest fear was God, I hope this isn't going to be like Breaking Bad, and it's nothing like Breaking Bad. Good. High Desert Silo, both of them, check them out.
1: They're on Apple Plus. Cool. Uh, if you have that. So, yeah, man, there you go. Groovy. Uh, one more thing, and I'll get into more detail. Here, you got homework, everybody. Here's your homework. You got Peacock. Rain Wilson has a show called Rain Wilson and the Geography of Bliss. Yes, it is another travel show. Yes, yes, yes. But there's only five episodes, and they're roughly between 49 and 55 minutes, and they go down easy. And it's a really interesting show. It's a pseudo take from a best-selling novel by a man named Eric Weiner. I'm calling him Eric Weiner. It might be Weiner, but it's spelled like Weiner, like Oscar Mayer. So I'm calling it, call it like I there say There you it. go. It's all like you see it. But he, but uh, Eric is somebody that used to write for ironically animated things. And one of those shows he used to write, with was funny enough, was a show that Brad Garrett did voices on occasionally. So funny. Anyway, Rain Wilson, Geography of Bliss on Peacock. Enjoy that. And if you don't, well, you're going to have to hear about next week because that's what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, man. So there. So there. Well, there you go. There's your kickstart for what is it? 5-22-23. 20, 23. 22-23. Or, or 14, as I like to call it. It's Monday. There's your kickstart. Anyway, so hey, here's the bottom line. is It's on time. It's not Tuesday morning that you're hearing it. It's... Uh, so if you want uh. to follow the show on socials, it's at KaratePot on Twitter insta and letterbox if you want to follow Corey on letterbox, it's Corey underscore culp and on insta it is culprit 97
0: if you like to follow me you can follow me at rock and roll 33 on your instagram or you can follow me at dr shivago on letterbox that's dr shivago with a shiv ago